everybody. This is Tina Katola and Katja Slivinskaya. Katja Slivinskaya. Katja Slivinskaya. I will get it perfect at some point. <laughs> Even I'm sure it won't take not long. Get it perfect because we just did a video on perfection. <laughs> <laughs> but what we're talking about right now is the Saturn Pluto conjunction. Now, a Saturn Pluto conjunction is a rare event. We're going to talk about what it means when someone has it in their birth chart. So we'll put in the comments below where in the video that is. So if you're watching this to, to learn about that, because of your own chart or somebody that you know, you can go right to when we start talking about it towards the second part of the video. But what we're talking about at the beginning of the video is more of a current event, which at the time that we are now recording this, it's October of 2019, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction as a transit is, is coming into effect right now. It's basically affecting everybody. It's going to be exact in the middle of January of 2020. And it's going, it's going throughout. That's the only time it's exact, actually, which is interesting, because a lot of times when there's a transit, it, it happens, it has an exact pass several times. But this particular one is just doing it once, but it's still going to be affecting throughout the year of 2020. So we'll talk about what that means as far as how it affects us in, as individuals and also how it affects us collectively. Mm -hmm. Now, the last time there was a Saturn-Pluto conjunction, and as I mentioned, it's a rare event, was in 1982. And that, when that happened, I, I had my, my best friend, and who was best friend and a mentor of mine, Yutana Olson-Dunn, who was, passed away in 2005. But she was, at that point in time, had been going through second, third stage Capricorn for a long time. And I knew two other people, so she had the she had the Saturn-Pluto conjunction squaring her sun. So, so traditional astrology would say, okay, that's doom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because the sun is us, our soul, our energy, our vitality. And Saturn and Pluto are the two big guns in astrology. So the two big guns come together when Saturn and Pluto are conjunct. And traditional astrology says, oh, that's really bad. Because, you know, we, we've got, the, we've got the, the mafia boss and the... Um, the the ruler the corrupt ruler of of some third world country that's <laughs> they're joining they're joining they're joining forces and they're whomping us that's what that's what that's what uh, certain 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 astrological perspectives would look at it as being however from an evolutionary perspective saturn and pluto are the two most important planets in terms of profound transformation within ourselves so because my friend was, had been spiritually focused for a long time, for many years, this square, which what I say about squares is they mean something must happen. If you're having a square to any part of your chart, but especially to the sun, anything that hasn't been dealt with, you have to deal with it. There's a change that has to occur. There, there's, there's a strong force. But if somebody's wanting change anyway, it's a profound catalyst. Different astrological influences are they're very much like waves on the ocean. So if you get a really big wave and you've been practicing your surfboard for a long time, you can just surf that wave like you just wouldn't believe. It's the most incredible, amazing thing. So what my friend did when the Saturn-Pluto conjunction squared her sun was she went into her room for three days and went into a deep state of meditation. Now, the thing that was really interesting about this is that she couldn't meditate. She had a Mars-Mercury conjunction, and people who have Mars-Mercury conjunctions really have a really struggle to meditate because their minds are so profoundly busy. They have, their, their minds move faster than everybody else's. They have three or four different thoughts all going on at once. Mm. A lot of people who have Mars-Mercury conjunctions wake up in the middle of the night with insomnia and their brains won't switch off. And, you need to take some white chestnut bok flower remedy <laughs> to settle it down. So she had given up on meditation. She said, no, meditation is not for me. And I agree that for most people with Mars-Mercury conjunction, this is not going to be their thing. Mm -hmm. And yet, at this point in time, you know, it, it really almost does remind me of my metaphor of the caterpillar, the cocoon, and the butterfly, right? She went into the cocoon. Exactly. But she, she went into this completely internalized process of transformation that was utterly painless, utterly blissful. She walked out of the room and she looked like a completely different person. She glowed. She was exquisite. 
act. She was exquisitely herself at that point in time. So there was, she had become so much of who she was. She transformed so many things. So much of her purpose was just, just totally fulfilled at that point. You know, she walked into a new world. So it's just fascinating. Now I knew two other people who had that Saturn Pluto conjunction conjunction their son. Do you want to say can something? I, yeah, can I just pause? Um, so was it, it from the point of view of the three stages and the you know the caterpillar cocoon and the butterfly? Did she walk out of that three day experience, meditative inner state experience in third stage? Would you yes. say? Yes, absolutely. She walked mm -hmm. out in, in in third stage Capricorn fully. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was her. That was her moment of alchemy. <laughs> Thank you, Saturn and Pluto. <laughs> now, many times when Pluto aspects the Sun, it can be a push. It, you know, if a conjunction, square, or an opposition, maybe a quincunx sometimes too, can be a push to move into another stage. That's mm -hmm. a very, very common. Certainly, people are going to go to another stage of development when they have that transit. Mm -hmm. Now, the other two people I knew, one had one had been working on consciousness to a certain extent and just had very bizarre experiences with with weird sexual experiences and strange people following them on the subway and it was just a collection of strange bizarre unusual weird things kept happening that were one in a million what was their sun sign libra because this was the, this was the saturn pluto conjunction in libra Mm -hmm. in 1982 and early 1983 so it conjuncted the sons of people who were born in late libra it's interesting this saturn pluto conjunction is in in late part of capricorn that one was in the late part of libra so it's kind of sitting in the same general zone mm. so, yes so it's kind of kind of interesting that way um now the other person i knew who had it conjuncting their son had horrible tragedies happen around them it had authority figures attack them unjustly they had mm -hmm. it was very traumatic but this was a person who was not conscious mm -hmm. mm. and so that's where i guess the big guns come in and say wake up <laughs> what are you doing in your life why is your life the way it is it makes you ask why is this happening what's going on it's and it's, it's not that the planets do this to people, it's that there's a part of them, a part of the inner being within the person that wants to take, wants to take the opportunity that this giant leap forward in evolution is offering. Yes. So if we're in consciously aligned with our souls, then we will listen completely. So my friend listens, she goes and gets, lies in bed for three days and didn't have to do anything. My soul just transformed all by itself. And it also sounds like it, what you're also very much speaking to is the power of preparation. Yes. yes. And if we're doing the spiritual work and, and awake already, yes. then Saturn Pluto conjunction can kind of take us over the edge or it can, you know, it can take what we're already prepared for, maybe, and, you know, and, and that launch, can, it. Uh, launch it. Yeah. And that, that can be more conscious. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're open and you haven't pr really prepared the ground, even having an openness can, mm -hmm. you know, can provide you with fuel, fuel to question and to learn from. But if you're not open and there's a deeper part of your own inner being that wants you to be open, it may express its frustration at the fact that you're not open yes. by creating crisis. By bringing and what I, yes. Into a situation. Because in both cases, this person walked into situations where something was happening. So something in them took them into that situation. Right. And I really, I'm not giving any details about this because I don't have that person's permission to go into details. I don't want to say anything about it for their sake. It's not, you know, it's not the right thing to do, yes. but you know, I, I just have always been so aware of those three different examples of how our perspective influences how these transits affect us. So this is why, again, if you're, if you get a cookie cutter um, computerized readout of what this transit means, it, it can have, sometimes it could be a value if it's worded in such a way as to allow for the fact that you're going to respond in your own unique way and to talk about the underlying principles that these yes. express. 
So to understand more about it, we need to understand more about what do Saturn and Pluto do in general? Yes. So Saturn, Saturn, I always talk about it as being the most important transiting planet. It is the transiting planet that is always influencing or always marking out where, where our inner center of gravity is focused in, in the most important way. Mm-hmm. In traditional astrology, Saturn rules both time and gravity. Mm-hmm. So to my, from my perspective, one of, the, one of the meanings that I give that is that Saturn, where Saturn is transiting our charts is what time it is in our lives. This mm-hmm. is what it's time for us to look at, and this is what has weight to us. Mm-hmm. This, is our, this is the part of life that feels like, yeah, this is the heavy part of life right now. This is what really means something. And people often find when Saturn changes houses, which it does every, you know, about every two and a half years, aha, now I know what's really important in life. Yes. <laughs> right. How have I missed it for this long? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, actually, something else was really the thing that was important. Exactly. <laughs> one house ago. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And the houses are interesting because they, re- they represent departments of life. And many different life experiences are all categorized into one house. And mm-hmm. so for each person, that those experiences may all show up when that house gets stimulated, or maybe just one or two at different times when an important planet transits that house. But all of the qualities are similar to these things that are all ruled by a house. But as soon as we move to the house beside it, they're, they're very dramatically different things. They're, these mm-hmm. houses are quite different from one another. Mm-hmm. So we, go, we have houses that are about freedom and an unstructured experience of life. And then we move into a house that's all about structure and responsibility. <laughs> I think I know which ones you're talking about. <laughs> about your chart yes <laughs> yeah so saturn just moved into my 10th yes not too long ago yeah yes yes and for me i had saturn and pluto for many years which i'll get to that in a minute how this lines up with the saturn pluto conjunction in my fourth house which is home and it's retreative and now it's going in the fifth house which is expression <laughs> so i was inside now i'm going outside <laughs> yep yep so it's so it's dramatic difference so this is why we go oh now i know what's really important saturn is also a renovator so whatever house it's moving through and whatever planets it aspects it says all right so what do we really need here what do we need to get rid of what do we need to strengthen what do we need to change which which walls are we going to take down are we going to put new carpeting in so it's very practical serious wants to rebuild this part of our lives It, it makes us aware of whatever the problems are we can't we can't get away with anything saturn's a very traditional sort of school teacher but Saturn also likes to build things that are of lasting value. Mm-hmm. So that's so Saturn's the renovator. Pluto, if Saturn's a renovator, Pluto's a, the demolition expert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never mind renovating. Let's we'll demolish the whole thing and we'll build something completely new. But Pluto is also power, incredible power. Mm-hmm. So fascinating because it's so far away and it's so tiny. Yes. <laughs> but that does, uh, that actually aligns up with, with, um, with Chinese philosophy, because in the, in the Chinese philosophy, there's yang and yin, and yang is strength and power, and yin is soft, and, and yin mm-hmm. is large. Any large being or large object is yin. Small mm-hmm. objects, short people, are yang. Yeah. It's the Dance. little dog. Yes. It's the little dog yeah. that's going to bite you. Don't worry about the Great Dane. He's a big, big goofball. He's a, you know, yes, he's a soft little marshmallow on the inside. <laughs> but watch out for that little dog because he's a big dog inside. So Totally. Yeah. <laughs> that's the same thing with Pluto. <laughs> it's representative of that really intense thing that often sleeps, but yes. wants to massively transform things. But also, if it, it won't demolish a beautiful building. What mm-hmm. it will do is it will go and turn on the lights, turn on the juice to make that building thousand times more brilliant and mm. forceful and expressive. So Pluto only demolishes what needs to be demolished. Pluto will strengthen what needs to strengthen. So if we go back to the original example of my old best friend, because she had prepared so much for that, that 
full actualization of herself on a spiritual level, all that happened was, as far as Pluto was concerned, was Pluto just turned on the lights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what happens, we all have Saturn transiting our chart somewhere, and we all have Pluto transiting our chart somewhere, and Pluto moves a lot more slowly than Saturn. Mm -hmm. So this is why we haven't had a Saturn-Pluto conjunction for so many years. So Saturn's been going round and round for a long time and Pluto's been moving more slowly and then Saturn finally came around and caught up to Pluto again. Yeah. Now, what's important to understand for how it's affecting us as individuals is certainly what planets is it, are they, is it aspecting, but for everybody, it's going to be in a specific house. Some people are going to have it aspect their planets, some people aren't, but everybody has it in one or more houses. Mm -hmm. If you're changing houses, it may affect more than one house. And if we have had, how would I explain this? If, if we have had Pluto in a house for quite a long time, what it's going to feel like right now is that Saturn's finally coming along and, and really letting things move along in a very practical way. It's mm -hmm. also making all the things that haven't changed yet feel a lot more crucial and important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pluto can make us get obsessive about whatever house it's going through. It mm -hmm. you know, it can appear to give us grief because it's all it's doing is intensifying the, the whatever unconscious stressful patterns we have around that part of life. Well, Saturn comes along and says, well, let's look at reality here. Yes. Let's rebuild all of this. Yes. Saturn can calm us down about our Pluto transit if we use it the right way. But some days, <laughs> like um, yesterday, October 13th, we had a full moon squaring square Pluto. Saturn. So... <laughs> You know, I realized that about 2.30, quarter after 2 p.m., which was right almost as it was exact or just after it had been exact. Because I was obsessing over something. I was freaking myself out. And I went, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> and it's useful to understand transits yeah. because if you, it, it's not, again, it's never that the planets make us do this, but they, yes. are in a, they are coinciding with and reflecting something that is going on and they are wonderful markers of what's going on in the mass mind. So here I am all by myself freaking out about whatever I was freaking out about. But when I recognized this particular transit was going on, I realized, oh, I'm, I'm there with, with several hundreds of millions of people that are all freaking out at the same time. So yes. I'm just going to step out of the mass mind right now and just mm -hmm. relax. Mm -hmm. And it probably took me about five or 10 minutes and I was like, oh, everything's wonderful. <laughs> because... And if I had not had that astrological knowledge and used it correctly, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to just, just pop the bubble right away. Yes, yes, yes. So it's important to pop the bubble a bit more often than usual while we're going through this transit because every now and then right. it's going to feel really heavy. It's going to feel really intense and the mass mind is going to be very intense and not only do we owe it our, to ourselves to break with that mass mind panic or depression or intensity but we also owe it to, to the rest of humanity because everybody who breaks out of those things helps everybody else do the same thing so um i wonder i have two questions one is um also you know if just going back to what you said about pluto has been sitting in a house for a while and then saturn comes along um is there also a, a quality of because pluto is further away it's the further you know outermost planet is there a more unconscious is it it's is its effect more unconscious it, it can be yes and that and, depends, that, yeah. and that can depend on the person and on the part of the chart that it's moving through. Mm -hmm. so everybody has a different relationship with the planets. And one of the things that's really valuable in terms of studying astrology, even if you don't want to become an astrologer, but to just know certain things about the planets and to know what's going on in your chart to a degree, and to learn to understand the basic principles that the planets are expressing, to learn how to create a constructive relationship with these principles. Mm -hmm. because then we make the best of our lives. Astrology is often used to try and predict what's going to happen. And yes. occasionally that's helpful, but the most important thing is to understand now right. <laughs> and, and to have power in the moment and to have power yes. in our conscious awareness of what's going on. Yes. So some people, some people don't notice Pluto transits very much. They are not, in, in some ways, they are not ready for the transformation that they can bring. So they're just not activating that. 
in some ways it's going on for such a long time that they think of it as being just normal life you know it's yes. the Pluto transit yeah you know so different people are focused more intensely on different planets so some people really 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 are notice their Pluto transits they're very very aware of them and again because Pluto is so intense we can get into this this situation where we get tricked by that intensity and mm-hmm. we start obsessing in a negative way over that part of life. And it's really important to go, no, I'm not going to look at that. I'm going to put my, I'm going to consciously put, put my attention on positive ideas, positive knowledge, positive images concerning this area of my life, knowing that Pluto is going to intensify that if I just give positive. it enough time to focus on, on the positive. Yes. Yes. So if anyone's been doing that, whether consciously or unconsciously, and, and Saturn comes along now, Saturn will help stabilize that and cultivate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is, is Saturn also a planet that matures things and areas of, of yes. our psyche? Definitely, definitely. So it sounds like there's a, a transformational effect and also whatever area we're talking still on the personal level, whatever area is being transformed, there's a quality of that Saturn wants to help us make that lasting. Saturn actually wants to help us mature that part of ourselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, that sounds like a very powerful combination for spiritual transformation, for personal transformation in whatever area, if we're willing to look at where that is in our chart and consciously bring our our work there our focus there our consciousness there for lack of absolutely absolutely and now for people who are having it happening at the end of a house that's particularly a very very powerful opportunity to 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 bring in an incredible harvest in that area of life Mm. because we spent you know maybe 10 years 15 years (laughs) seven years depending on what size your house is of Pluto doing intensive work, and then Saturn's been doing work for for a year or two sometimes, and then it's reaching we're reaching a point where it's going to be even if it was just one of those planets, there'd be a kind of harvest going on. But for both of those planets, yeah, we have a lot taking place. Now, other people are going to be having this conjunction start at the beginning of a house, mm-hmm. so that's a whole other powerful sort of experience. Because that whole feeling of, well, now I know what's really important in life that we always get when Saturn changes houses is, is magnified a million times by Pluto. <laughs> it's like, well, now for once in several lifetimes, I know what's really important in life. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's also another thing to look at is where is this in the house? Is it in the beginning? Is it in the yeah. end, toward the end? Or- yeah. Yes, definitely. And for some people, you know, Saturn or Pluto entering a house can stir things up. We didn't realize we're there or we didn't expect to have happen because there's this intense desire to transform things. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got the renovator and the demolition expert right at the start of a project. They're yeah. both coming in with all the, all the heavy machinery and all the, all the, the instruments to measure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we may not have even known that our kitchen is, what what was next on the list if we're not astrologically, you know, informed. It's true. Right. (laughs) So again, it's really important. Don't fear not if at all possible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, just for, as a personal example, while we're still in the personal area, you know, um, I'm having this happen in my 10th and if I was not aware of, you know, what was going on, I could just think that there's a large vendetta against my career right now ever happening because, you know, uh, you know, there's just so much pressure and, you know, that's another very Saturn word is pressure and a lot of feeling of just like, no, you will not, this will not, I will not let you get away with this, you know, without you really paying attention without you really doing this right and you know no these little details i'm not just gonna you know scratch them or 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 wave their importance yes so it's it's actually that astrological awareness that's allowing me to see that 
this is allowing me to grow what's so important to me right now from the ground up. Whereas if I didn't have that awareness, I could just, you know, feel like, oh, I better give up on the whole thing because it's just, you know, (laughs) clearly the universe doesn't want this to happen. Yes, yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Actually the opposite. Yes. It's the opposite. It's this is so important. You really got to start from an incredibly clean, solid, powerful position. So let's shake all the trees to make sure they're solid. (laughs) Let's just clean out the whole foundation. And yeah. And it's, you know, that, that process of making friends with Saturn, I think is just, you know, such a helpful thing to do like the sooner that we can. I don't know if you agree, Tina. Because I totally do. Wherever it goes in our chart, it's going to have that quality of I'm going to shake the trees. I'm going to unearth anything that you're hiding. And to actually become okay with it can really, you know, yeah. uh, improve just our own relationship to learning. Yeah. And the teacher's going to inspect your desk no matter what you do. So you may as well yes. make friends with the teacher. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Saturn Saturn likes apple polishers. He definitely does. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You want to be the teacher's pet with Saturn, right? <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> because also the gifts of Saturn are so dang good. They are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. 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 There's the old astrological saying that Saturn gives as much gold as he does lead. And yes. That's a real alchemical saying. Right. But it's absolutely true because Saturn really wants what's up absolutely best for you in in tarot the the major arcana mm-hmm. is every single major arcana card represents either a planet or a sign of the zodiac mm-hmm. and the world is the is the tarot card for saturn mm-hmm. and in tarot the world represents that final outcome of absolute bliss and perfection and balance wholeness mm-hmm. what what my best friend was when she stepped out of that bedroom so many years yeah. ago <laughs> just got chills. Yes. <laughs> so I wonder, are we ready to talk about what might be happening, what we might feel, what we might observe on a collective level? Yeah, I think we pretty much are. I just want to mention that what Saturn, what Saturn wants for us is Saturn wants to give us that perfection of the world. Saturn wants to give us the world. So Saturn's really very loving. We have to remember that Saturn has our best interests in mind. This is not just, um, you know, sometimes we have a, a really rough nasty school teacher who has their own their own hidden compulsions and and emotional issues they're taking out on the poor child yes saturn's not like that's not saturn that's not saturn you might think so sometimes because of saturn really wanting to let's get there as fast as we can but let's stop and be thorough about it yes (laughs) (laughs) there's a rosicrucian motto make haste slowly and i think that's a good saturn's motto yes very much that's very much i'm very much feeling that that's interesting that you say that Mm -hmm. i'm very much feeling that in Mm -hmm. my 10th house yeah Mm -hmm. and i think everybody is right now with a saturn pluto conjunction coming together and it's in the sign of capricorn which is ruled by saturn so saturn really rules this transit yes and i i was thinking about that just as you know the last time i was actually out doing errands and things and trying to get stuff done. It's like, well, just make haste slowly. <laughs> You'll get there. Yes. <laughs> you can feel it. Make haste slowly. That reality is so strong right now. Mm, I love that saying. I want to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, what's going on with the collective. Now that's really interesting because the Pluto is always, Pluto always talks about the collective transformations that are going on. So we've had Pluto and Capricorn for quite a while now. We've had Pluto, try to remember, when did Pluto go into Capricorn? I think it was 2008, January 2008. Okay. I can look at an ephemeris if you... Yeah, I'm pretty certain it was January 2008 because that's when I got involved with the, the Global Warming Project. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I think, oh yeah, Pluto and Capricorn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but as whatever, whatever sign Pluto is going through, that is what humanity as a whole is going through mass transformations about that area of life. So mm -hmm. I always think of Pluto and Capricorn as transformations around the concept of our glorious leader, because mm -hmm. it's about, it's about large institutions. It's about traditional forms of power. It's about what it is that people we will view as rulers and icons and traditional symbols of authority or accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Everybody's getting a massive, huge, deep, profound collective lesson about those principles. So we've got the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. Yes, it's exact in the middle of January of 2020, but it goes through until the end of October of 2020. And we're going into, in the United States, there's an election year. <laughs> Saturn-Pluto conjunction is mm -hmm. going on. So Saturn is saying, okay, what's the true reality about the principles of our collective goals, our, our institutions, our crystallized forms of institutions and our, our, our glorious leaders. Yes. Yeah. And it was January, 2008 that Pluto went into Capricorn on the 27th. Yep. Yeah. 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 And we have a lot of talk about impeachment going on right now in the United yes. States, which yes. I'm in the United States. For those of you that don't know, Tyna is actually in Canada. Um, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yes. And we're, we're actually in the middle of an election here ourselves. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Let me see. I didn't even know that. No. <laughs> Embarrassingly. It's the Northern Banana Republic. Who knows what's going on in it? <laughs> well, probably a lot of people do i'm just gonna i'm just gonna hold that comment <laughs> a lot of americans don't and a, and a lot of americans don't <laughs> most, most canadians know more about american politics than they do about canadian politics really yes it's true <laughs> it's true that the united states politics keeps the world entertained <laughs> Very true. <laughs> yes entertained or traumatized entertained or tra depending exactly. on where you're living and what the what's going on with everything Yes. <laughs> yes. But there are lots of things going on in, in, in politics all over the world that are very significant right now with the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. Yes. So um, do you want to mention any of those and things? They will I mean, continue to be going on. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's lining up with something that I want to do a separate video on, which are okay. the Chaldean cycles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you, what, what, what was the word? The what cycles? Chaldean cycles. The Chaldean. Got it. Yeah. 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 So, so these are, these are 36 year astrological cycles that we, it was the, let me see. It was, it was night. Yeah. Spring of 2018. Mm -hmm. Spring, spring of 2017. That's right. Spring equinox of 2017 was when we entered a new Chaldean cycle, mm -hmm. which is, so since then, mm. politics have shifted a great deal. And that Chaldean cycle was, every Chaldean cycle is ruled by a planet and a sign. Mm. Chaldean cycle we're in right now is Saturn and Aries. Mm -hmm. So both of those mm. are, again, about authority figures, about mm. um, a more right-wing or conservative approach to life. They're very much about control, but also about order and self-discipline. Mm -hmm. And, you know, their higher expression is, is about having a, having a purified approach to the responsibility of putting ourselves in, and, the, and our lives in order. Mm. That's the higher expression yes. of the Saturn right. in Aries. Saturn in Aries. Yeah, Saturn Aries. Saturn Aries. Which is interesting because that's um, Saturn's fall. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Now it doesn't. It, it, it. I'm sure there's some element of of an effect that that has. I know when we were in the Mars Capricorn cycle, that's the exaltation. That's the exaltation. That would be good, but it was not very pretty <laughs> when when that cycle happened. That covered both world wars. Wow. Okay. Hiroshima. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> it was pretty intense. So. When I look at that, I think, well, 
if if Mars exalted in Capricorn was not a tea party, maybe Saturn in fall in Aries doesn't have to be so bad. <laughs> doesn't have to be so bad, right? But <laughs> right. Well, regardless, it's got its own unique imprint yes. that beyond yes. good or bad, that's that's never an ultimately very helpful. No, it's true. Lens. <laughs> and when you look at when you look at even the historical things that happened when when there was the Mars Mars Capricorn Chaldean cycle, they look mm -hmm. horrendous from the outside, but the kinds mm -hmm. of transformation that specific individuals went through on a massive level was profound. Right, right. So, um, so we're talking about sort of the the collective and what yeah. we're feeling with Saturn and Pluto conjunction going on in the collective. There's there's a there's a large there's there's been since the spring equinox of 2017 a profound swing to the right, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we've we had two Chaldean cycles for 72 years, which emphasized the more of a left wing perspective. Mm -hmm. So, we you could say we're due for the positive aspects of the right wing. Yes, and the Saturn Pluto has the conjunction has the potential to clean out the negative aspects of it. Yes, so. I wonder, you know, um, you mentioned earlier that Saturn is the renovator mm -hmm. and there's that sort of, uh, and, and Pluto is the demolisher, right? So there's that feeling of we need to demolish the things that are not working before we can actually, you know, put yes. in the new appliances and make everything really nice and polished. So our, you know, um, I'm thinking collective on the level of nations, of course. I'm thinking of things that are going on on that large, you know, that that really large level. I'm also thinking of um, things that are happening in even smaller institutions, like schools and you know churches. Or you know, I haven't seen it in churches, but I've seen in smaller local institutions any yeah. corruption that's going on, even yeah. the ones that looked angelic from the outside that yes. you thought, oh, this, no, nothing bad ever happens in that, you know, this is no, everyone there is an angel and, yes. you know, and then it's like, oh no, there was corruption just like everywhere else there, you know? Yes. That's what Pluto through Capricorn is about, is about, is about um, churning out the corruption, making it, making it, you know, making it visible. Yes. Can't hide it anymore. And now Saturn's coming along and going, we really can't hide it anymore. Because even yeah. if you go back to 2008, when Pluto first entered Capricorn, that's when the market crash happened. Right. Crash. And, that, and as a result of that market crash, all the corruptions in banks. In the banks. You know, and real estate industry, investments, yes. investment industries, you know, it was all, that was all brought out. That was brought to light. When Pluto first entered Capricorn, so many things came to light about what was wrong in, in, in established institutions, because that's yes. what Capricorn rules on a collective level, established yes. institutions. Now Saturn's coming along and, and it's really saying, let's get very real with this now, people. <laughs> yes. So, and this is very interesting because I'm seeing it happen. I'm seeing how also the collective the, the way that Saturn Pluto is affecting the collective, that we're unearthing the corruption, that we're seeing, okay, this is where the dirty laundry is and, you know, we need to clean it up. And one thing that I notice um, that is almost like a warning, and I wonder if you would agree with this, is that it's not about demonizing or making those whole, like throwing away the baby with the bathwater and saying, oh, that whole institution is wrong. Let's just scrap it or you know, anarchy, it's not, it's like, it's more like, no, 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 we need to, we need to do our dirty laundry. We need to do that. And if we do, we can actually restore order. And there is a, a, a positive place to order. Yeah. yeah, absolutely right. I totally agree with you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm, the other thing I was going to say is just that I'm seeing how these the way that Saturn Pluto is acting on a collective level is also in affecting how it's act, how it's influencing people individually. So you know, someone might be going through a transit Saturn Pluto in their second house, yes. and the institution that they worked for suddenly the corruption becomes 
you know, comes to light and that person's livelihood is affected. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the second house is, is, our, is our money, our, our, our financial resources, personal financial resources, but it's also our personal values. It's also our personal values. So Absolutely. all of that can be brought, brought, brought up when someone's got that in their second house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they could reach a point too, because they've been building that area of their lives for a long time, when they actually have a lot more power to express and enforce their personal values to be part of that transformation. That's another way that can work out. Yes. Mm. So you're pointing to how we actually you mentioned power and and now you're highlighting it more like that Pluto can actually give us a, a sense of power in that area of our lives that yeah. we didn't feel before. Yeah, exactly. definitely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wonder if on the collective level, maybe collectively, we've kind of just been in resignation thinking, oh, I, we can't really do much about the government. We can't really do much yeah. about the big institutions. And now we're like, you know what? Maybe we have to because <laughs> who else is going to do it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder also, Tyna, what you think about, you know, the sign after, uh, Capricorn, not so much for Pluto because Pluto state hangs out for a while, but for Saturn is going to go into Aquarius. So I wonder if you want to say anything about how this is sowing the seeds for what Saturn and Aquarius brings. Um, Well, to a degree, the only thing is that I haven't noticed that Saturn, when it goes through the signs, has an incredibly profound effect on the collective. It does when there are, when there are, when there are specific aspects, when Jupiter and Saturn make aspects to one another, then there's a collective thing that goes on at that point. Certainly this Saturn-Pluto aspect is pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But certainly Saturn-Aquarius is, is more of a breath of fresh air, and it certainly has more to do with expanding beyond the, the traditional. Right now mm-hmm. we've got to, we can't ignore the traditional right now. We have to renovate it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. We can't ignore it. We have to renovate it. Mm-hmm. And then when we renovate it, because what's interesting with these Chaldean cycles is that it can take them a little while to catch on and get their mojo really properly going. Mm-hmm. So this is happening pretty early on in this this Chaldean cycle, mm-hmm. thirty six year cycle. We're just we're just going into the 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 we're finishing up, I guess. Well, we're two and a half years into it right now. So we're going to be going into years three, year three next year mm-hmm. or having, having achieved three years by the spring equinox and going into year four. Yeah. It can, it can get that going so that it's higher principles start to express itself. Mm-hmm. 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 Hmm. Yeah. It's been, it's been worrisome for, for certain people. Certain people have looked at what's been going on and going, oh my God, what's happening to the world? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All these despots yeah. are taking power everywhere. <laughs> it's really kind of what's happened. So what would you say about that, you know, that feeling that like it's getting worse you know, is it like getting worse before it's getting better or what, you know, is it a cleanse kind of effect? Yeah. 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 Well, in a way, you know, again, having 72 left wing years, the right wing became a collect, became a shadow. Even though there are people who always upheld its positive values, it became a shadow. So if it became a shadow figure, well, sure enough, it's going to produce shadow figures when it first comes out of the closet. Right. (laughs) That makes sense. Is there a possibility for integration? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, I, we do, we do look, it's not as though we completely ignore the things that have been built. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot, of, a lot of really important rights have been built into our world, mm-hmm. 72 years before this current cycle. Absolutely, yeah. exactly. You can't just trash all of that. Right. Mm-hmm it'll integrate and build on that. Right. So is it like, how can we also integrate the, the light side of what the right is bringing yeah, yeah. while keeping what we've built 
Mm -hmm. and, and just sort of keep that momentum going of, because we're always trying to bridge dualities, right. And, and yes. integrate dualities. Exactly. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. So I think I'm probably ready. We can now talk about what it's like if somebody has a Saturn Pluto conjunction in their birth chart. Beautiful. <laughs> and because it's a pretty rare aspect, there's really only, I mean, it's not that likely that somebody over the age of a hundred is going to be watching this. So I'm not going <laughs> to talk about what 110 year olds or whatever, it was quite a while ago yes. <laughs> that, that we had the Saturn Pluto conjunction that was three times ago. So we're going to talk about the, yes. the last conjunction in, in 82, 83 and the one mm -hmm. before that, which was the end of 1946 into the middle of 1948. Yep. Okay. People born in those time periods have Saturn Pluto conjunction. Now to be more precise, it was, it, it's, there's such a thing as orbs, which is the, how far apart something has to be before we consider that it's in aspect. People use different orbs. Yep. So I'm just using a bit of an estimated orb here for these dates. You may feel if your birthday is close to these dates, but not quite in them, that some of what I'm going to say does apply to you anyway. So bear yeah. that in mind. But what I'm using here is the end of October of 1946 to middle of January of 1947 was mm -hmm. a Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Leo. And then they, they kind of moved apart and up, moved apart quite a bit. And then from July of 1947 to August of 1948, we have the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. And that was the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Leo. Mm -hmm. Now, that, that's, that's an interesting because in a certain way, the, the Pluto and Leo is a little bit like Pluto and Capricorn because the Pluto and Leo generation, and there were people born before that who had Pluto and Leo, and people, quite a few people born after those dates that had Pluto and Leo, all have, everybody born during a Pluto transit is coming in a, in a generational pack. These mm -hmm. larger planets talk about what our deeper generational drives are. So, you, you, so never mind talking about baby boomers or millennials or Generation X. So that's not really real. <laughs> the real, the real understanding, the real construct of generations has to do with the astrological generations. So the the Pluto and the Pluto and Leo generation, they were actually, they actually have a very deep subconscious sensitivity to power to to. <laughs> dignity to whether they're being honored or respected by the outside world. Mm. There's um, as a collective transformation because our generations, our generations Pluto is what we are subconsciously sensitive to, like our sore foot, our sore toe, our subconscious sore toe. Yes. And our sub our collective lifelong transformation experience. And that's another video that I'm sure I intend to, to make our, is video about these generations and, and what they all represent. Yeah. It's, it's going to be so much fun. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> At any rate, so the Pluto and Leo generation, it's all about, well, what is my power? How am I being seen? How am I being respected? Is my dignity being respected? How is power being used collectively? So this was a gen this was the hippie generations. This was a generation that was fighting the powers and wanting the power, wanting to tear down the wrongful powers. It's 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 a lot of Pluto and Leo. I think it's pretty forceful. Mm -hmm. The lion is roaring for transformation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now a person who has Saturn conjunct, Saturn has to do with our own personal fears. So we have a we have first of all whenever we have the Saturn Pluto conjunction in somebody's birth chart. Their personal fears are in a deep alignment and resonance with the generational insecurities and the generational subconscious drives. So it means that your own personal fears can get, can go on a rampage sometimes. That's basically the bottom line because Pluto intensifies personal fears. And it's very much for the Saturn and Leo generation, it's very much a fear that I will not be recognized, my importance will not be seen. And so if something happens that triggers that fear, I've seen a lot of Saturn, Pluto, and Leo people really overreact, and they may overreact in an extroverted fashion. 
mm-hmm. and you know take they they just take offense to what somebody's doing or saying when the person didn't mean anything by it necessarily right. it's just triggered the insecurities and of course if they did mean it then the Saturn and Pluto person can be really devastated by it or can get into a very big power struggle with somebody about it. Mm. And, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a long-term struggle. They can also re- react to this fear of not being seen and not being of value, not being recognized in an introverted way, mm-hmm. which means that there can be compulsive, compulsive, actions and habits that the person in, in, is involved in because of this underlying insecurity about themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That obsessiveness of Pluto. Yeah, obsessiveness yeah. of Pluto. Pluto makes us obsess about our fears. Yes. When there's a Saturn-Pluto conjunction innately. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other hand, when a person, this, this kind of aspect, it, it's, it's forcing you to have your fears be in your face all the time. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot more effort to suppress them. Other people's other people who have a Saturn that's not an aspect to Pluto, it's a little easier to put your Saturn in a safe place, your, your own personal insecurities. You can cover them over at certain times in your life and certain periods in the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but Pluto doesn't want a Saturn person to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pluto doesn't want the person with the Saturn conjunct Pluto to do that. He, he wants them to, it, it's there, it's always in your face. So if you say, okay, I'm going to accept that I have this deep and profound terror, and it's certainly, when we're dealing with Pluto, the reason why people come in in these generational packs now, which is quite interesting because they didn't used to do that. When we, mm-hmm. Before we had discovered Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, people didn't incarnate in packs like this. There weren't, nobody, nobody, we didn't have massive generation gaps wow. <laughs> back in previous centuries, the way that we do now. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. That's fascinating. Yeah. And people come in in these collective packs because of their past life experience. So there's profound, deep past life experience of something that happened that, that really devastated this person's uh, you know, it's funny, I keep having a hard time finding the words to describe this. And it, that mm-hmm. happens if I'm, if I'm feeling like a person isn't going to hear it and they're going to feel <laughs> stressed by it. <laughs> but it's, this, it's a sense of someone that, that had their dignity destroyed by others. That's probably mm. the way to describe it. Or that's how it felt to them. Mm. And so to get in there and find out what that is and, and release it and heal it, mm-hmm. then a person can turn that all around. Mm-hmm. And they can, it, because it's such a deep-seated form of transformation, then they've got this capacity to transform and change themselves on any level and mm-hmm. to be a, a, a real leader within their own generation. Because they're, what their generation is just sort of somewhat aware of, always bothered by, but not as fully conscious about, a Saturn-Pluto conjunction person has been forced to be conscious about, and if they work with that, with that situation that's forcing them to be conscious, they then gain so much understanding and so much strength that they mm-hmm. can really lead other people. I'm just thinking about um, a question that was sort of arising for me as you were talking, and it, it sounds like you, I mean, you are already answering it. And just to frame it also, if we're thinking about the evolutionary purpose of such a placement, would you say that it's, you know, to, to make something so obvious, so as to, you know, that, that it will necessarily be looked at and hopefully healed? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is one of those aspects that indicates that, the person has has it's almost very much a compulsory subject in earth school Mm -hmm, i'm mm -hmm. planned i'm definitely getting at this one this time (laughs) yes right there are are certain aspects in the chart that will have that quality and this one does for sure Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay so great so that's is there anything more about that that I think that's, that's Saturn, Pluto, and Leo. Saturn, that's the Saturn and Leo, or the Saturn yeah. Pluto conjunction in Leo. I think that's what I would have to say about that. Okay. The next Saturn Pluto conjunction was the one in Libra. And there was a point during this whole Saturn Pluto conjunction, part of it 
um, Saturn went into Scorpio for a period of time, even though there was still a conjunction between Pluto and Saturn. Mm -hmm. that but it was out of sign. It was a, yeah, it was what's called an out of sign conjunction because yeah. Saturn was at the very, very beginning of Scorpio and Pluto was at the very, very end of Libra. Mm -hmm. And that Saturn-Pluto conjunction started at the end of November of 1981. Mm -hmm. And it went until the beginning of May of 1982. And by mid-August, it came back again. So somebody born from the end of November of 81 to about the beginning of May of 82, or someone born from mid-August to the end of November of 1982. Let me just see what's happening here. Oh yeah, no, sorry. It met mid-August of 1982. By the end of November of 1982, it was still in aspect, but then Saturn was in Scorpio. Mm -hmm. And then it went in and out of, of Libra and Scorpio, you know, went back and forth because of retrograding. By October of 1983, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction was complete. Mm -hmm. So that was taking place while Pluto was in Libra. And while Pluto's in Libra, there was, it's interesting, there's all these collective changes that go on when, it, when Pluto is going through a certain sign and everyone experiences that collective change. Everyone born during that time period has that collective change continuing at an even deeper level and it's part of their own generational sensitivity. Yes. So with, with, when Pluto was in Libra, there was a lot of change in, the, in marriage, mm -hmm. in our concept of what intimate relationship is all about, massive changes in society that took place at that time that have, con, you know, have you know, marriage and intimate relationships, committed partnerships are not the same as they were <laughs> before Pluto went through Libra. There was a distinct change that took place then. Yep. <laughs> you know, and that's what happens. Things do change in a pretty permanent way whatever sign Pluto goes through. Yeah. What it means for the individual is that there's a deep sensitivity, fear, concern about that area of life. My intimate relationships, my partnerships, are they going to, is something going to go wrong? Is something going to mess up? I've got to make sure I get this right. Yes. There's, a, there's a deep tension in that generation. Yeah in terms of that part of life. So once we put Saturn also in Libra, conjunct it, then we have a person who has a lot of karmic fears and imbalances in terms of, of relationships. And they're coming in, whether they have it conjunct Pluto or not, coming in to correct that and to mm -hmm. overcome those imbalances and those fears. So there's, there is, there is a, a, a tremendous fear, tremendous anxiety, tremendous need for profound transformation of how you deal with your intimate relationships, how they deal with you, because a lot of times it's more a fear of how they're going to deal with you. You mm -hmm. might, you know, there's plenty of people who have this aspect who themselves can be a very good partner, but they've had the experience over mm -hmm. lifetimes of not, not receiving positive experiences from others. Mm -hmm. And it's so embedded in the subconscious that mm -hmm. fear of that can draw these heavy intense situations but it also does allow a person to grow and change and develop a deep a very deep and profound understanding of relationship and partnership that they would right. not otherwise experience saturn has the the um one of its associations is mastery yeah. right so when we actually when we do the work in wh wherever Saturn falls for us in a chart, then we can actually, we might feel that we have more work to do than others in that area. But when we do, we actually can, can experience that mastery quality. Yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure there's some really profoundly effective relationship experts, counselors, and coaches mm -hmm. <laughs> who have the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Libra <laughs> and who have a really profound, incredible partnership in their own personal lives too. Right. <laughs> and others that are still yes. struggling. But if someone is really, really struggling with this, understand that you have been struggling with it for a lot of lifetimes, but just like the other Saturn-Pluto conjunction, you're here in this lifetime to make this change, to make this transformation and to fulfill that part of your life. Mm. Now, I have a question going back to Pluto being in Leo or Libra, but, um, you know, you were talking about how in that period during, you know, Pluto Libra, there's 
a transformation, profound transformation going on on a collective level around relationship. Mm -hmm. People that are born with a natal Pluto in Libra is that batch of humans. Yes. Um, are they, you know, I, I know that you spoke to the inner experience of having that, which is that sense of deep concern and sensitivity to that area of life. Exactly. Do you think that in terms of more of the evolutionary purpose and the sort of, you know, what that creates for how that person, that human is affecting the rest of the environment and the world, is there, do they have a sort of would you say, and I don't even know if you have, you know, um, something that you want to share on this, but would you say that they have some kind of a mission to assist yes. in that transformation or to continue that transformation? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they're going to be living it out themselves right. and as a collective, they're going to continue that transformation. So if you think about the change in our relationship knowledge and the structures of relationships that occurred while Pluto was going through Libra. Yeah was really, that, that was kind of, it was just a prelude to what the actual generation is going to bring about or is bringing about the changes and the transformations the generation is bringing about as they, yes. as they change their personal lives, they change the collective at the same time. And that is, that's a beautiful, I just got a beautiful feeling inside because it made me think back to the uh, Pluto in Leo generation mm -hmm. and how so there's been this question that people will say, oh, well, was that whole experiment a failure and the baby boomers that tried to change government and the acid experiments, LSD and all of that, like, well, there was this heyday, but then everything kind of just went back to being bad and oppressive. And, and what you're saying is actually, you know, yes, there was this kind of very big, very obvious manifestation, and those baby boomers carried on that quality yes. their whole lives. Yeah. And you you say some one of my favorite things that you say is that you know consciousness can only truly be transformed one person at a time. Yes, the, that lasting change. Yep, yep. Right. If it's going to last, it's not about having you know five years of you know a heyday of some expression of something. It's about that one you know individual consciousness changing mm -hmm. in, in person by person. And so perhaps if we look much deeper, if we were able to have that x-ray vision of what these Pluto in Leo folks have really held for us yes. you know, throughout, then we would maybe, you know, have a much different, you know, our perspective maybe yeah. really expanded on that. Yes. Yes, definitely. Mm. Now I did I did leave things hanging with the Saturn and Scorpio part. <laughs> which I'm yes, sure was born in those times. It's like wait a minute, what about my Saturn and Scorpio? <laughs> so I just want to quickly check when was it when? Because I know it was um, it started at the end of November '82 that Saturn was in Scorpio, and. Okay, so Saturn, Saturn was in Scorpio until, well, I guess around May 6th or 7th, depending on where you, where you were in the world at the time. And part of that time when it was retrograding back into Libra, it's in the 29th degree. So when people have something in the 29th degree, you're going to have it in both signs. So that means a person who has Saturn in 29 degrees Libra or any planet in 29 degrees, it's in both signs. It's in Libra and in Scorpio. Yeah. Yeah, and that, and then it was it was back in Libra. So we're really looking at kind of the the winter and spring of that year, eighty two, eighty three, where Saturn would be in Scorpio. So we don't have that same intensity of the signs being the same, but there's still a strong intensity of I'm subconsciously concerned about relationships, and I'm afraid that I might not be desirable enough. I might not be wanted by a partner. Mm that's where that intensity comes in and where the person needs to look at what they really have within themselves that is of value. Mm. And Pluto will force them, force that issue. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I think we probably finished up our Siren Pluto conjunction video. <laughs> yeah. And so 
have anything else to say, Katya? Well, I'm just thinking about, um, you know, folks that are born into this yeah, well, Pluto-Saturn-Capricorn yes. conjunction. Yes. Yeah. Is there, I mean, of course, we've talked about the qualities so much. Yes. But is there any kind of a Reader's Digest version? Yeah, and I mean, people are having children born during this time period. Exactly. For my child, and how can I guide my child? Thank you for bringing yeah, that. I meant, that's what I, mean. I meant to mention that. Yeah, well, there's, there's very much that sense of being involved in a collective transformation mm -hmm. and of being in a generation that, that is sensitive constantly to how is our world being um, managed and structured and monitored by the powers that be, what kind of larger collective institutions are we creating, how do we perfect and transform our collective institutions. And then their own personal Saturn is, well, I've got a really big sense of responsibility because it's Saturn and Capricorn. And what if I blow it? Yes. The fear <laughs> of failure. The fear of failure. And, and Saturn and Capricorn people also have a, do have ten, a tendency to have a very strong, highly developed sense of responsibility. responsibility. Now, some of them will, would they, it's so strong that they, they sometimes they just, some give up. I'm not, I'm not going to take responsibility for anything. I'm incapable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's that's a reaction to to the fears and to the underlying feeling of responsibility. So we have a, a very responsible child who's taking taking the welfare of our collective institutions and our collective structures seriously. So for a parent, that would be about helping the child take life a little more, little less seriously. Yes. And realize that everything is okay. It, it'll get to where it needs to get to anyway and you are competent and you are skilled for any Saturn and Capricorn child it's good for them to learn to take things a step at a time mm -hmm. Saturn and Capricorn people tend to tend to see the goal they're very good at knowing exactly what the, the outcome is that needs to be done that's really important in this physical world ah <laughs> so take a step at a time yes. so to just just to let the child know that the there's an overall six success process going on in our larger collective evolution and there's an overall success process going on in your development and in your capabilities because they can they can tend to see the mountain right without realizing that actually getting up the mountain is just a series of one step after another and as long as they're engaged in that process of taking step after step that's really all they can do exactly exactly yeah Instead, they, instead, there's this tendency to feel like, well, what if I get up to 7,000 feet and, <laughs> or, <laughs> and my line breaks and I, and I will have blown it. <laughs> That's a lot of weight to carry for one. Yes. Is there that feeling of just kind of maybe taking on too much, taking the weight of the world on their shoulders? Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So needed, needed humans at, at this time, and we want to just make it bearable for them. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. <sighs> okay. Welcome to the world, too. <laughs> Welcome to the world. <gasps> They're, yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay well is there anything else or we no, I, think, I think that's everything and, and thank you again for reminding me about that the current Saturn Pluto conjunction generation coming in <laughs> absolutely yeah I'm happy happy it came yeah all righty